Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us again. In up to 30% of people with chronic low back pain, the SI joint is the hidden source of the pain. The SI joint is often misunderstood and misdiagnosed. Only about 10% of people with SI joint pain receive the treatment and relief that they actually need to pursue an active and healthy life. Well, um, LINQ is a minimally invasive solution to this pain. And um, here to tell us how it works is Dr. A.J. Anthony. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Anthony, and thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, give our listeners a bit of your professional background, and then let's talk about your position there at Pain Tech and a little bit about the SI joint. Absolutely. Um, so my area of expertise is interventional pain medicine, and uh, I'm an anesthesiologist by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I have subspecialized in the field of interventional pain medicine after completing uh, medical school and an anesthesiology residency. Uh, I've been in practice now for almost six years. Uh, my career started in academic at the University of Florida and uh, enjoyed that time in teaching and training fellows. And I've since moved on to a, a large private group here in Gainesville, Florida. And uh, really my main focus is serving those patients who suffer from chronic painful conditions with the latest advancements in minimally invasive procedures that offer durable solutions uh, and often are alternatives to larger surgical procedures Mm -hmm. or, uh, quite honestly, uh, medications that may not be as effective. Now, I did, of course, mention the SI joint. What is the SI joint and where is it located? Yeah, so the SI joint can easily be thought of as the backside of the hip. Uh, The hip is a complex structure with a ball and socket that's present in the front, uh, ligaments and muscles that are attached, and then at the posterior or uh, kind of a backside area of the hip is the sacroiliac joint. And the sacroiliac joint is below the lower spine and, as you mentioned, is responsible for a large percentage of uh, complaints of back pain. Obviously, it's the SI joint, so it is supposed to move one way or the other, right? Yeah, so the SI joint is, is, uh, is a large joint and it does have a joint capsule. Uh, but uh, the SI joint is one of the most immobile joints in the body, and so uh. it is supposed to have a few degrees of movement, but uh, in some pathologic states, it can become hypermobile, and so that's one of the reasons why the SI joint can become painful in some conditions. You say so it can move too much or not enough? So the SI joint typically moves a few degrees, and mm-hmm. really kind of two simple ways that I explain to patients as to why it can be painful is that sometimes it moves too much, and so stabilizing the joint is a good treatment strategy. And then oftentimes with longstanding arthritic changes, mm-hmm. uh, the two aspects of the joint, bone rub against bone, and that causes pain as well. If this joint is causing the pain, why is it often misdiagnosed? Do these conditions show up readily on scans? That's a great question. Uh, unlike conditions in the lumbar spine, which we see quite often, the SI joint uh, is not easily diagnosed with imaging, such as an MRI or an X-ray. Uh, really, the key to diagnosing SI joint dysfunction uh, is history and physical exam, which often takes time and is, uh, is difficult to tease out in some patients. But uh, a history of pain with prolonged sitting, uh, pain with, uh, with certain provocative exam maneuvers, such as uh, you know, the Faber's test, uh, the Fortin finger test, where a patient basically points to the area that it hurts, mm-hmm. uh, and several others uh, that are good with uh, teasing out this diagnosis is helpful. And then in addition to that, probably the most useful tool in my toolbox to diagnose SI joint pain 
is response to a local anesthetic injection where the injection takes place under fluoroscopy and a needle is guided into the SI joint and if the patient experiences temporary relief from the local anesthetic, uh, that's a, a very good um, confirmatory way to diagnose SI joint pain. That's quite invasive. Is that something done while the patient is sedated? Uh, no, actually, uh, it's, uh, it, it sounds uh, invasive, but not too big of a deal at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be easily thought of in the same way as a, uh, as a shoulder or a knee injection where uh, the patient is wide awake and a little bit of numbing okay. medication in the skin. Uh, the procedure usually takes uh, just a few minutes to perform under x-ray guidance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's probably one of our most useful tools to diagnose patients uh, with SI joint dysfunction. Is LINQ even less invasive than the go-to treatment for such a condition? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. And really, uh, the posterior approach to the SI joint fusion, uh, including the, the LINQ system, um, has been a game changer in the way that we definitively treat SI joint dysfunction in my field. Uh, historically, the options for treating SI joint dysfunction range from conservative things like physical therapy, uh, injection therapy with steroids. Mm-hmm. There's a procedure called a rhizotomy, which involves the destruction of sensory nerves that are innervating one particular aspect of the joint. Results, I'd say, were mixed at best uh, in medical evidence and in my practice as well. Uh, and then the definitive surgical treatment historically has been a fusion of the SI joints. And that fusion was done by a spine surgeon where a fairly sizable incision was made uh, going from lateral to medial. And with one particular most common system used, uh, three large screws were placed into the joints uh, to stabilize the joints. Now, this is certainly a procedure that's worked very well for many people uh, over the course of time, but uh, it's putting metal inside the body. It's a more invasive approach. It does dissect through muscular tissue and uh, certainly um, a lengthy recovery time in terms of long periods of uh, non-weight bearing and uh, kind of the typical recovery that you would expect from a spinal fusion surgery. The posterior approach or, or the link cue system when, in which we're able to use a bone graft to stabilize the joint uh, has really been a game changer for me personally as a physician and also uh, I believe will be in our field uh, moving forward. What that procedure does is with a small uh, you know, one, one inch incision, uh, we're able to place a, a bone graft into the joint in the similar manner that we would place a needle into the joint uh, via an injection. And this is done uh, with a small incision in the back. That bone graft that's placed into the joint is special. That bone graft has a large graft window in which uh, tissue is able to penetrate and, and the system, the body's own system to regenerate bone in terms of uh, bone growth is able to happen through that graft window which eventually fuses the joint over time. And so essentially it's a way to perform a minimally invasive fusion without putting metal inside a patient's body. Mm. As we go back to the principles of SI joint dysfunction, one of the problems is hypermobility. And so this fusion or stabilization is one of the ways to definitively treat this problem. One other note that I will just uh, mention is that uh, in stark contrast to the lateral fusion approach, uh, which, again, was historically the only option available for a definitive correction, mm-hmm. this procedure has a very minimal recovery time. Uh, the patients are up on their feet the same day. They walk out of the surgery center. And most patients, uh, remarkably, actually, uh, experience almost immediate onset of symptom relief. Now, there is a little bit of discomfort from the small incision, but 
that bone graft placed inside the joint is large and is able to distract the joint and stop those bones from rubbing against each other. And so patients are able to notice a difference fairly immediate. Uh, and so really the, the minimally invasive nature of this system uh, combined with the results in, in our practice and the research that's being produced is really going to change our field. One very important aspect in our field is the production of meaningful clinical data to inform decision-making. And with this particular system, there's already been cadaveric research that's been uh, examining biomechanics of what this system does to the SI joint. Mm -hmm. uh, but perhaps most meaningful is the large-scale research that's ongoing uh, in something called the SECURE study. And what this SECURE study is doing is prospectively looking at patients uh, receiving minimally invasive SI joint fusion with the LINQ system. We're following those patients out to a year. Uh, the enrollment for that, that trial is, uh, is, is nearly complete. Patients will be examined imaging to evaluate the capacity for fusion, and uh, it's designed in a very similar way to other SI joint fusion uh, clinical trials in the past. And so uh, I believe that we'll be able to show equal or more than likely better results uh, with, with, this, uh, with this study, uh, which will really inform clinical decision-making in the future. That website would be www.paintech.com, P-A-I-N-T-E-Q.com. The Pain Tech search uh, will, will guide, uh, just in Google, will be able to guide, um, you know, the, the, right, um, the right steps to learn more about the LinkU system. Um, and uh, certainly as, uh, as material becomes available uh, with clinical data, uh, that will be made available online as well. And uh, certainly excited for this advancement in our field. Well, Dr. Anthony, I appreciate you joining us. Um, hopefully we'll be speaking again. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.